welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 1st of March, 2023, and this is your home for LGBTQIA plus gaming and streaming content. I'm your host, Ben Ostwick, aka Biggest Benis, and I'm joined, as always, by the talent, Ed Nightingale. That's me. Yeah. I've just realised we didn't put the lights on behind us. We did, so I'll do it also, now. So your camera's wonky. My camera is not wonky. <laughs> okay, it is wonky. <laughs> But, you know, things things happen. It's fine. We are not live today. We are not live, no. We're not live today because we almost didn't have a podcast this week. Um, you've been out this evening, which you're going to tell us about in a minute. Mm. Um, I'm off tomorrow. You are? Uh, I'm going abroad uh, on a work trip. Ooh. So um, we nearly didn't do this. And then we decided, let's just record it. And then all of you can watch it at your leisure. Yeah, and... and, and if you, as it encourages you to freaking subscribe to us on YouTube and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go to SwappingJoysticks.com. Yes. But yeah, if you are uh, watching this on YouTube.com, feel free to click subscribe and ring the bell and leave a comment. Leave a comment on your favourite part of this one. You're such a good little YouTuber, aren't you? I've had a drink and I've been... I've had a drink You with... have had a drink, I'm afraid. I've That's a... another reason we're not live. I've had a drink with YouTubers. I was drinking with some YouTubers tonight and it was interesting. Oh. It was very interesting hearing people um, who are not people on Twitch and are... Because I'm like, are you going to TwitchCon? And they're like, I don't stream on Twitch. <laughs> oh, okay, that was they, Those people exist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about, yeah, I did a video and it like had a few views and then after a couple of days it got like... Four or five thousand views. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, is wow. your, what is your trick? Yeah, have you learned the secrets? No. Oh. But I'm hoping that. I mean, I've been putting videos on YouTube since 2017, so just one day, one day it's going to happen. Sure. No, don't believe me. We'll see. Uh, and you've had a tequila as well, haven't you? No. No. I've had two tequilas. Oh. So yeah, it was a um, an evening where uh, I'll, I'll tell you about my evening. Please, if you're do. asking. No, I'm, I am asking. <laughs> I'm asking. Uh, yeah, so it was an evening with other PlayStation partners. I'm in a six month uh, PlayStation partnership uh, where we do a sponsored stream every month, and we've got some other posts going up. And yeah, this is actually our kind of welcome, um, our welcome one. Even though we have been doing it since like December. Or might be before that. But yeah, no, it's just like trying to get a time that everybody uh, fits. So yeah, today was the day we all, a lot of us met up. Uh, well, as many of us as possible. Some weren't able to, unfortunately, but hopefully we'll see them at the end. And we met at a place called Fair Game in London, which is... Have you ever been? No. Was it a fair game? Very fair. Very, very fair. So it was a... It's a... Like, it's a pub? Uh, well, not a pub, sorry. It's a bar. But they have an area, like a quite a big area with lots of fair games. So there's like... As in fairground games. Like as in fairground games. Okay. So there's like the fake shooting the ducks and kind of throwing ball, as many balls as you can into a bin. Uh, various things. So I got there, met some lovely, lovely, lovely people. I'm going to admit, like, I'm not going to say who I was with because there will be people I'll miss out. And I don't want to miss anyone that out. That would be very embarrassing. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, I'll say the person that... the. People that I'd met before, uh, Luke Boogie and Millicent from PlayStation, um, they were the two people that I'd met before, but I was introduced to everyone else that was there. There, was, there were 10 of us, and it was just amazing, just a really, really fun evening, really, really fun. Like, I'm not competitive in this absolute slightest 
you don't you pull that eyebrow you are the most competitive person I literally messaged you in the middle of it saying we are never coming here <laughs> you will love it you will really no I don't know if you would but like because it, you you can be incredibly competitive in this thing and you would be so like I was like no we're never coming here if we're coming here I will sit at the bar while you go and do your thing great uh, sounds like a great night out yeah um, but yeah so I was so we went there and yeah, they, there were yeah, 10 of us, and we went to the first fairground ride, uh, fairground ride, fairground game, and it was like you had to scoop balls up and throw them in a bin. And a few people did it first, but like the bin was opening at random intervals. It looked, it sounds a lot, it sounds very kind of, you know, cheap, but it wasn't actually. It was quite a, it was <laughs> a, cheap. it was a very fairground style. I, I, there are pictures, I'll put pictures up. On okay. Discord and stuff, but yeah. So it was like it opened. It like kept opening and closing, opening and closing, and you had to like grab as many balls as possible and throw them into the bin. Uh, we saw a few of the girls that did it, and then I went and I was doing it with Luke Boogie, and Luke has got big hands, very big hands. Um, so it was well, very competitive between us. Uh, of course, they did beat me. But anyway, so we were doing it, and then you do you get two rounds. So it was like scooping for like thirty seconds, scooping and throwing, scooping and throwing, scooping and throwing, and then second round, scooping and throwing, scooping and throwing. Then I looked down, and I was missing half a fingernail, <laughs> and there was blood everywhere. So uh, yeah, I had to go to the I was bar. Gonna ask why you had that on your finger? Yeah, so I've come. By the way, I'm here. I've not told Ed a single thing about tonight. This I'm is like, all new to me. I'm saving it for the podcast. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm missing half a fingernail. Well, it was like hanging off and I had to kind of like wince and just rip the rest of it off oh my god please stop <laughs> it was horrible uh, but it was weird because like when it was hanging off there was zero pain once I ripped it off pain uh, and blood lots of blood so yeah that's all that's healing it'll be healed in a few weeks I hope <laughs> well the YouTubers will certainly remember you bloody biggest Benis yeah and then we did some other things we so we had to do like whack-a-mole but you weren't oh, allowed now whack-a-mole what was your hand movement? <laughs> and but you weren't allowed to hit the hamster. Um, and well, it's a mole, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there were five. There were four moles and one hamster, and you had to oh. hit it. And people were getting like scores of about three hundred. Like a good person got three hundred and fifty before us. Uh, and then Luke and I happened to be doing it again at the same time, and just happened to be. Yeah, and they they really pushed me, and. <sighs> On both the rounds, I got like 540 and they got 530. So I beat them by 10 points on both rounds, by exactly 10 points. And uh, yeah. Luke was fuming. Yeah. And then there's another round with like the squirty, you know, fire the water in the... Water pistol. Water pistol into the hole. You wouldn't believe it. He's got a drink, everyone. You wouldn't believe it, but I'm actually quite a good aim. Uh, I would not believe that. <laughs> yeah, your bed sheets wouldn't. And then there's the there wasn't so that one I actually beat Luke Boogie by quite a bit because we were also obviously there. But then we did a thing where you had to, you know the Among Us game where it spins around and you have to press it as the thing spins and it lands on the area. Then you go to the next circle and get it, and then the next circle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. They had something like that, and the person before me got, I think like. I think most people were getting about 20 to 30 seconds of completing the four uh, rings. Then one girl got, uh, one person in our team got 10.9 seconds and they were all cheering and whooping. Do you know what I did it in? 
Tell us, Ben. 7.9 seconds. Um, Dan and uh, Gavs were just like, what? <laughs> like, and this one beat me. I don't know how they did it. Because oh, it was no. it spun around and I got it every single time. They spun around on the first t- try. So I'm like, I could not have been any faster. Um, but it was somebody that wasn't on our team. And then we did the <laughs> basketball round. Shooting hoops. Shooting hoops. Um, yeah, so it was shooting hoops. And let me just see, because we actually have a list of, we have a leaderboard. So we can see what the most points were. I don't know. I actually don't know about this. I came second, actually, in the basketball. Um, but, I, yeah, I was really... I played basketball quite a bit when I was younger, so well, I wasn't Well, you're terrible. a tall man. I know, I was tall. It's cheating, really. But, I actually, I got kind of lost in Canary Wharf um, Shopping Centre. And, uh, I honestly... Have you ever been in it? Um, it's the world's longest yes. shopping... It's just one long thing. Hmm. And if you go to the very end, it's a car park, and you can't leave that way. Oh. So I was, like, walking around a car park for a little bit... Completely lost. And yes. I had to go back out. No, I wasn't pissed. It was me before I even got there. I, before I even got there. Um, but yeah, no, I found my way out of it eventually. But no, I was walking behind two people that were like professional basketball players. Because I could hear them talking and they were like a foot taller than me. They were huge. Wow. But yeah, no, we did all that. Then there was one where it was shooting. So like shooting the red things. I was atrocious at that. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Figures. Yeah, like you had to shoot the red thing. Honestly, the guy was like, "No, no, no, you have to do it like this." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I don't know." Um, Great. I, I was atrocious. I didn't come last though. I came second, like third from last. But yeah, so overall, they the scores came in, and I won. I beat everybody. I am the champion. Fucking eSports. I'm going to be wearing my eSports cap for a little bit. And you weren't smug about it at all, were you? Not at all, no, because these were people that I wanted to be nice to. So therefore, I will be so wearing... So you didn't shout fucking eSports at them? I didn't shout fucking eSports and give my middle, my blue middle finger to everybody with my plaster on it. No, I, di- I didn't do that. I'm very professional. Sure. So yeah, that was my day. In, like, so you had a lovely evening. I had, oh yeah, yep. And we had... Oh, we had... I had four drinks. Two of them contained tequila. Um, so, you're topping tonight. I will do no such thing. <laughs> and then the last two drinks were... Prosecco with gin and citrus and then candy floss on top. Now, if I say to you, Prosecco, gin, and citrus, what kind of taste would that be to you? Sort of winey lemony. It was sweet. Because it had candy floss on it. No, no, the, I mean, the candy floss is candy floss, but, like, it was sweet. It was really weird. The candy floss was just, like, laying on top and you just took it off. I mean, citrus is sweet. It's just it's sour sweetness. That's the opposite. You have sweet and sour. But it's all, like, sour sweets are still made of sugar. That's true. <gasps> Mind blown. God. <laughs> well, anyway, that was that was my evening. Uh, I've told everybody it, but I also have told you it, because that, that was the first time you've heard about what's that been going was. on. That was. Well, thank you for sharing. I've had a very pleasant evening on my own. I went to the gym, Ooh. and I walked for 20 minutes. <laughs> Aww. Why did you walk? Because I couldn't be asked to run. <laughs> Just can't, can't, I'm sorry, I can't be asked. <laughs> it's like... I've been sat all day. I just need to move. So I just walked. Um, it was a very brisk walk. 
Mince. Uh, it was a mince. I minced for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and then I made some dinner and I watched Emily in Paris. So I finally finished that season. And then... I've not watched a single second of it. I please. learned a new Swedish word today. Ooh. Because I was looking on Instagram. And uh, and there was a um, a Swedish... So I, I follow at Sweden, the channel. Why? And... Because it's all about Sweden, and oh. that's that's interesting. I thought at Swedish men. I may have to do that next. <laughs> um, and there was a um, a woman on there who is a Swedish content creator, influencer, whatever, and um, she had a video of twenty Swedish words that non-Swedish speakers find funny. Now I could not pronounce any of them. However, there was one which was "olla," "olla." Ola. Now, if any Swedes are listening, Ola. you will know what I'm talking about here. Um, and the definition of that had an eggplant in it. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. I need to know more about Ola. And so I asked Ninkampoop, the wonderful Twitch streamer Ninkampoop. A Swedish man. Who is a Swedish man. And I said, I need to know about Ola. And he replied, and I quote you, in Swedish, the usually purplish tip of the penis is called Ollon. And therefore, Ola is the act of slapping your dick on stuff. <laughs> ah. Is that why you did that when I came in there, dog? No. Um, and it's called that if you slap it on people as well. So you can walk around and Ola people as well. That's well, fun, I'm isn't looking it? forward to my wake-up call tomorrow. I said, I won't ask how frequently this is done. And he replied, you never know. Any door handle could be a victim. You wish. Um, so there you go. Ola. Not on, That's my on Swedish word of the week. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm glad you shared that with me. <laughs> it just really amused me. Yeah. We don't have a word like for slapping your dick on anything, do we? A dick slap? Yeah. I mean, we've got like tea bag for balls. Willy, willy wagging? Willy wagging? Have you not heard that? No. What's willy wagging? Willy wagging is more when you've got like, um, when you're in Canary Wharf... And um, there are like, you're in a pub and there are two probably mid-twenties, um, very arrogant, typically masculine straight guys who work in the local bank and are in a suit. And they're all trying to one-up each other to be like, no, there I earn more than you. There were quite a few of those tonight. No, I earn more than you. No, I'm better than you. That's called willy-wagging because it's basically who's got the biggest dick is... Like metaphorically, mm. there were a few of those actually at the fair game. Tonight. I'm sure there were. Yeah. That's I why. Beat... That's why I set that scene for you. I was quite. Do you know I was quite good? <laughs> oh, mm, I think Luke's going to uh, bring this up to you. Oh so, no! So there was one where you had to get the ball and throw it and like hit, like land in the the circle that was like gallop because you had a horse and you had right. to, and it was like walk, gallop, or cant. No, walk, trot, and then gallop. And I was like saying, oh yeah, no the. I'm used to have the balls like coming down into my face rather than in my hand. We, we had a big must chat never about do balls. This with you drunk. We, we had, must never do this when you were drunk. We had a good talk about balls. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I did really well in that one. I beat. I came first. Of like, and I, this was with nobody that was in our team. I was. I, I beat so many children. Like they got their ass. I beat kicked. so many children. I mean, that's probably not difficult, Ben. I mean, actually, no, there weren't any children because it was 18 and over, but there were just some very small people there. <laughs> so just average size, to be honest. Yeah. Shorties, like you. 
I'm not drunk. I have just merely had a couple of drinks to take the edge off living oh. with you. Sip your tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In the Last of Us. The Last of Us mug, indeed. Um, well, we should talk about what we've been playing this week. Well, first of all, you done anything this week? Not as exciting as that. I told you about Ola. That's my excitement of the week. Well, I think before, because it kind of is a game that we've been that you've been playing. I think you need to tell us everything about Final Fantasy sixteen. And my, oh, by the way, for anyone that's wondering, I turned so I was we're in a group of like we're in a, we're in a, like a, a table and a booth that was perfectly circular except the end, and I had a really bad cough. Well, I had a bad cough. I had a cough, and I didn't want to cough on anyone, so I turned my neck, coughed, and then. My throat hurts. Have you strained a muscle? I've strained a muscle from coughing. Because <laughs> I turned away, because I didn't want to cough near anybody. And then I coughed and I was like, <clears throat> oh, now I've lost my voice a little bit. Great. So please talk as so much as you can. Does that mean I'm doing all the talking today? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I mean, I know I've talked like for 90% of the last 17 minutes. So sure. you go ahead. Um, well, what have, we, what have we been playing this week? Um, I have actually been playing some um, Legend of Dragoon and some Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. I don't care about that. 16. You want to know about Final Fantasy 16, which I played a few weeks ago um, for a preview. Um, and we should probably link to my preview. Um, Mommy, somewhere. do the thing. <laughs> We're not live, Ben. Okay. <laughs> should be in the, um, com- in the comments. You'll see Monica Ribena Stainer with a link. Sure, um, I'm not. I'm not going to say everything right now because I want people to go and read that because I want the bees. No, I, I put the effort into writing that. Um, but I can. I can certainly give you a rundown um, of what I played and what I felt. And the short answer is, I fucking loved it. Um, it was just. I was super, super excited to get to go and to play it. Um, and it's just an absolute thrill. Um, to to play that game, um, so we had a little presentation beforehand uh, with Yoshi P. Oh, I've been in the name room. drop. I've been in the room with Yoshi P. Um, did he in fact, say one, hello to you? One, no, he um, did he talk one, to you? No, did he one smile of my, at one you? One of my favourite moments was that they were like, "Oh, if you want to have a picture," and I was thinking, "Oh, great, we can get like an individual picture." And then at the end of the presentation, so it was him, um, Suzuka, who's done the, um, in fact, I think that's his name. I'm really sorry if it's not. Um, who's who has done the combat? Um, and then Koji Fox, who is the localization director. So it's the three of them, and they literally just walked to the middle of the stage area and just went and, is and just posed, and everyone just went. <laughs> Every, everyone has the exact same picture. <laughs> um, so that was nice. Pity you got an old crap phone. Wow, I've got a new one coming. Um, so I then got to play the demo, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not going to talk about story, mainly because I'm not allowed to, but also it wasn't a demo about story, it was a demo about combat. And that is is kind of one of the big things that people have, I think, wondered, is how does it play? Um, what is the combat? And combat is very fun. Um, it is completely real-time, so it's not turn-based, there's no menus, um, it I, plays. That's not a Final Fantasy game, Ed. Oh shush! It plays much more close to something like Devil May Cry or Nier or almost, almost like a hint of Dark Souls. You're um, hitting everything. I mean, Dark Souls maybe not, but yeah, I love Nier and I love. It is very much an action RPG, 
And you joke, a lot of people who are sort of reading the previews and being like, oh, well, this doesn't sound like Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy isn't just about, to me anyway, isn't just about turn-based battles. A lot of the older games were, but more recently they have evolved and each game has its own battle system. And to me, this is kind of just a new battle system. It has to be just about light and crystals. That's the only thing that keeps it from one to another. There's definitely light. light and crystals and darkness and Ifrit and Shiva and that's it. Well, there's definitely summons and there's definitely crystals there and Chocobo and I think Moogles as well. So it does have all of those things. Did Choc- When would Chocobos introduced Final Fantasy? In the first? Um, there you go. No. <laughs> I, will, I will Google it while you tell us all about the game. I think it might be three. Ooh. But that's, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I do know that they are based on the chicken walking things... From um, Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, which we watched at the weekend. Boring! It was not boring. It was a great Studio Ghibli film. Um, Even you didn't like it. I liked it. Um, So combat is completely real time. Is it two? It's two. (gasps) I knew it wasn't one. Chocobo is a recurring animal in the series. Large avian creatures, chocobos roughly act as the Final Fantasy equivalent of horses, being domesticated for use as mounts, for pulling carts and carriages, and for racing. Since their first appearance in Final Fantasy II, they've appeared in every game in the series in some capacity. As a mainstay, they should be considered the series mascot. Not Moogles, apparently. Apparently there's even Chocobo spin-offs. Wow. Yeah, there are. Hmm. Chocobo racing games. Oh, of course. Um, so, yeah, oh. it's still... What? In the Pixel remaster version, Chocobos appear in the animation of the confused black magic spell in Final Fantasy 1. So they've been added retroactively back to the Pixel remaster. Interesting. There you go. Um, so yeah, it is very much an action RPG. Um, if you're a Final Fantasy fan that likes the turn-based stuff, maybe this won't be for you. But I would say that there they are, are making this very like well. They're 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 going to they are making steps to make it approachable for everyone. Um, but yes, like that Square Enix make loads of other turn-based games. Like people are loving Octopath yeah. Traveler at the moment. Um, and it, it does feel like there's a bit of a split in, in Square Enix's output, I think. I think Final Fantasy needs to be the biggest game. It needs to be this big AAA. It doesn't need to go niche. And if it was a turn-based strategy, like, it's always been the biggest game that's ever come out. Like, Final Fantasy VII, VIII, IX, I remember when those getting ten when those came out. It was the biggest game that, when that was released, and it shouldn't be any difference. If they're going to stick with... If people are wanting it to stick to this kind of turn-based niche... There are other games for that. Like they, it evolves, and it, I think if it didn't evolve, people would just get bored and move on, and there'd be like a yeah. hardcore base, but it wouldn't have this widespread appeal. So, hundred percent down for them to do something more like action based and evolve with the time. They've still got the old games with the turn based systems, all the weird kind of whatever Twelve was doing. But you know, there, I just I think people Gambits. there are just people out there that are like, now this is not my type of game. It's like great, go find one that is. Fuck off. Sorry, I just I got I've been seeing people reply someone's, to your someone's had a drink today. No, I've just seen people replying to your articles, and I just want to slap them all. Wow. Not all of them, ninety percent of them. All right, he said that, not me. Um, uh, just like eh, it's not. This is not Final Fantasy. I'm like, yes, it is, because it's got Final Fantasy in the fucking name. Sorry, tequila. Didn't I thought it made me horny, not violent. <laughs> Maybe both. Mm. Um. So, yes, I, th- I think you make a point about Final Fantasy being in a niche, and I think that's what Yoshida and the team feel, is that the series is seen as a niche series, 
And what they want to do is compete with God of War, Horizon, all the other like big Sony um, exclusive games. And so that is very much what they're doing with this. And for me, it it wipes those games, like it wipes the floor with those games. Um, the thing that has impressed me the most and what I felt most of with this demo is the sense of scale. Um, it was, like I said, it was a combat demo. So it was, it was all different types of combat, but it started with small skirmishes against soldiers and then it's building up to like bigger groups and then a mini boss and then a boss. And then there was a separate part of the demo that was then Clive versus one of the icons. And then it was icon versus icon as this like huge titanic kaiju battle um, that was fucking awesome and was just sort of explosive and special effects and stuff. And, and it was a little bit hands off. It's a little bit sort of, you know, pressing buttons and, and watching cutscenes. Um, but having done all the other stuff, that the, the, the combat with Clive is so intricate and, and so well done and so precise that that then becomes this, this big showcase and this big relief um, that's just really satisfying to watch. Um, and to see that escalation throughout the demo is just really impressive. There's just this huge sense of scale. I don't think summons have ever felt as powerful. You know, they are fierce deities that you summon, literally, and they've never felt as big and as titanic and weighty as they do here. What do you think about the quick time events? Because a few people have been like, I don't want to quick time events in my Final Fantasy game. There's a few. Um, they're called cinematic strikes. Um, but it is literally, it comes up with a wheel in the middle, which is quite slow. So you have a lot of time and then you just press the button and it carries on. So all it really is, is just making that cutscene slightly interactive and it's just punctuating key moments in it. It's not like a frequent occurrence of loads of, of quick time events. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that. What about accessibility? Well, I was getting to that then. Um, accessibility is an interesting one. Um, I've written a separate piece about that, which we will also link to, um, because they have taken quite a novel and interesting and unusual approach to accessibility. Um, essentially, what they have created are a series of combat assists. So there aren't difficulty options. Um, there's a story mode you can play, but all that does is put these accessories on um, by default. And there are five different ones which essentially give you like auto potion or auto dodging or puts all attacks on one button or there's one where um, you control. So normally you have Toggle the dog or the wolf um, and you control him, but there is an assist where he controls himself. He's automatic, um, which is probably really useful for everyone, to be honest. <laughs> um, and so these assists are tied to rings that you would equip as an accessory as you would so many other accessories. Um, and on the one hand, I quite like that as an idea and can as a concept. Do you get them at the very beginning and you can pick yeah. them? Okay, so it's not something you buy in the game. No, no, you get them from the start. Okay. Um, so you can choose which ones you want to wear. Now, on the one hand, like I said, I quite like that in the sense of they're at least integrating accessibility into the game and it's become part of customization. So rather than it being tucked away in a menu somewhere that most people will ignore, it's kind of a bit more upfront and a bit more part of the game. And I like that because it will put the idea of assists in people's minds that maybe maybe aren't disabled players and might think, actually, that's useful for me and I want to try that. 
And I think that's a good thing to make that more open to everybody. Um, at the other end is the fact that you've only got three accessory, uh, three accessory slots and there are five assists. So you can't have all of them. You have to choose. And by selecting those assists or equipping them, that's not allowing you to equip other things. So your typical accessories to increase your health or your magic or whatever else. So essentially there is a cost to using these because yes, if you can automatically dodge, you probably don't need extra health, but that's not the point. You're not giving people a choice. And really it would be better if it was in a menu that you could just toggle on and off. Didn't Nia have something similar? It did, which I'd forgotten about until very recently. And um, brought it up. But the thing is, they had, there are different chips you can equip in Nier, and, and it's kind of a similar thing. But Nier has got like a lot. I think those kind of uh, assists are, they use very few, they're very, very little space, and you've easily got enough to add all the other options that you want. Yeah. Is what, this, I think that's what Laura Kate Dale brought up. Right. And and in this, you can't. So there's, um, what's, What's sort of more interesting, another point about it, is that, you know, they have sort of brought this up as an accessibility option, but I think what they really mean is they want the game to be approachable. Because as we were saying, there are lots of older fans who love the turn-based games and maybe don't like action games, and they still want to appease those fans. So they are adding these assists for people who maybe aren't very good at action games, but still want to... um, still want to experience the game now those assists in that sense are still accessibility but i don't think i don't think and i don't know um and i want to find out how much square enix has actually considered disabled players in the process of this and i think that's where there's become a bit of a debate around this around the word accessibility um is accessibility specifically for disabled players to help them or is it just about making your game more accessible and approachable to more people? And I think in this case, it's more of the latter. Um, but there is sort of accessibility wrapped into this, um, whether they intended it or not. So it's become a bit of a sort of muddy waters kind of area. Um, I I like that it at least exists, but I don't think they've done it in the best way. Yeah. Um, and I think that it would be much better if it was just an option in a menu. I th- it's it's that thing of, oh, we've got this great idea, and actually it's sort of overcomplicating the situation. Do you think they thought, like, oh, we're going to get it so people that need accessibility features are going to play exactly the same game as everybody else. They've just got these extra little accessories, and it's exactly the same game. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in some ways, that's a nice thought, and I sort of appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm not a disabled player, and I don't want to speak for that community at all. And And there have been a lot of accessibility um, experts and consultants and disabled players who are sort of commenting on this saying, well, actually, this doesn't sound like the best kind of accessibility. Um, so there, there is more work to be done there um, by Square Enix and also by me to look into it more, um, yeah. which I would like to. Just to so, say, um, some people just pick apart a headline or a specific word that's used in a headline rather than read through the articles. But that's all I would say, not you. Okay. You, um, so, yeah, I think... What they, what the sense that I got from the demo overall as well is just that they are really listening to fans and listening to criticism of previous games. Um, one of the things that Yoshida really pressed is that this is very much story based. 
Um, it's character based and they are telling a complete story through this game. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't like the story of 13. They found it confusing. They didn't like the characters. Um, 15 was sort of incomplete and they had to add all the extra DLC and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he was very plain in saying that like this is a complete story and it's character driven. And from what I what from what I've seen, the characters are very attractive, um, but also like really likable characters. Um, and I think that they are putting in a lot of effort to understand what people maybe didn't like about thirteen and fifteen, and then bring in new action combat to bring in newcomers and just make this brand new game that is a spectacle and is incredibly well made. I I feel like Yoshida and Creative Business Unit three, who also made fourteen. I feel like they are very confident in this game, in this product. They understand what Final Fantasy is. They understand what their vision for this game is. And they are absolutely delivering on it. Um, and it's it's an absolute thrill ride to play. Um, I am very excited to see some more of the quieter moments. Um, I want to find out more about Clive. Um, I want to empathise with him more. I want to do more exploration, riding a chocobo, um, all those sorts of things. Um, it's not an open world as well, which 15 was and had loads of busy work. So it's not open world, but it also has big areas of exploration. So it's not the linear, I, I presume, is not the linear experience that 13 was. So I, I really do feel like they're listening. You had a mix of both. <laughs> True. Um, Weird. I really game. do feel like they're listening and they are really trying to create a, a Final Fantasy game that is a, a new standard. Um, and I love that and I'm really excited about it. The other thing that I really like, because I'm a music geek, um, is the battle fanfare, um, which, as you know, if you've played most of the games, you will know is slightly different in every one because the musical style is different and the fanfare represents or reflects the musical style of the game. Um, it's the da 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 that you get at the end of battles, and la 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 la. Like that. Exactly. Just like that. And in 16, the battle fanfare is sung by a choir. Just like that. Just like that. Um, and it has lyrics. Um, so it's not just notes or chanting. You have like all it. fucking died in fire. Like that. Yes. However, it's not in English. Um, I think it might be Latin, but I'm not sure. Um, so don't quote me on that. Um, and I have not been provided with a translation of the lyrics, so I can't tell you what they are because I don't know. But I just love that, like you, you. A lot of the music is very orchestral. There's a lot of choral music in there. Um, it's Soken from Fourteen, so if you like the Fourteen music, it feels very similar. Um, but there's a lot of big bombastic orchestral music and ch big choirs and stuff, and then they all like sing the battle fanfare at the end, and it just like ah. Oh, it's so good. We'll go see another so good. orchestral piece. Distant Worlds. Yeah, we'll go to the next one. Yes, yes, please. Mm. Um, so that was that. So there's more detail um, if you're interested in the write-up. So please go read that. Um, read the accessibility piece. And in both of them, there is a video that Aoife from the video team has done. Um, which Name checked she's, you many times. Well, she's sort of taken basically all of my notes that I wrote. And, uh, and and has formed that into a video with actual visuals of, of the combat. So if you want to see what I've been talking about, you can see it in action in the video. Oh. Um, so do go and watch that and leave a nice comment on YouTube. Yeah, do it. Well, I mean, I'm. It's it was kind of neck and neck with Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever it's called now. Tears uh, of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. I just want to say Tears of the Kingdom. 
Tis of a kingdom. Yeah. The kingdom. What is the kingdom? Hyrule. Oh. Yeah, so tis, tis of the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, see, Final Fantasy I played since... I mean, I played a bit of 7 when it came out, but like 8 was my main one I played as a kid. I played through pretty much... I think I've actually played a bit of every single Final Fantasy game that came out of the main series since 7. So I'm much more into a Final Fantasy game than Zelda, but like hearing you talk about it, yeah, it's shot up 100% to my number one. Most anticipated. Tears of the Kingdom was my most anticipated because I love Zelda above everything. But playing that now, and then also seeing the recent trailer for Tears of the Kingdom, which was really good, but looks a bit kind of more of the same in Princess Breath of the Wild. Whereas this is a brand new Final yeah. Fantasy experience. Nothing that like is, 15. That is nothing like the previous ones. And, and, and it's it feels unique. I love the setting. Um, and it, I think, is now my most anticipated game this year. I, I cannot wait to play more of that game. Yeah, me, me too. All right. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say much. I have played not really that much a bit of Final Fantasy IX. I'm kind of slowly progressing through that and enjoying taking my time with it. Um, I actually really like the quick time events. Are the quick time events or the limited time events? Um, oh, the story ones where you yeah. go to another area. Even though it's yeah. like, I don't know, maybe later they get longer, but now it's like they last about 30 seconds. But it's just nice kind of little kind of side to what another character is just doing. Even if they're just kind of walking around a village and people are ignoring them and then it just goes back to what you were doing before. It's just, I don't know, I'm really warming to the characters in that game. Every single one of them, even uh, the the knight. What's his name? St- Steiner? Steiner, yeah, even Steiner and his funny little face. So, uh, I don't, did he have a funny little face in the original, or is it just the? He's always port? had a bit of a funny face. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, it was a like comic. He's got very big eyes. Yeah, and like a perfectly like a black line for a mouth. Yeah. So he's very stressed. Uh, yeah, he, he's comical. But no, I I love all the characters in there. I've even got a a um, um, Zidane outfit for my Final Fantasy fourteen character. Of course you do. Yeah, um, it looks extremely gay, and I love it. And yeah, no, apart from that, though, I have been playing, as of yesterday, Destiny 2 Lightfall. Oh, here we go. <sighs> I mean, I'm not going to say too much because I'm about, I'm probably not even halfway through the campaign yet, but it is everything I want from a Destiny. Like, the visuals is go- uh, gorgeous. It's neon, cyberpunk. The mods have made it, they've made mods a little bit simpler. You've got like a... So, like, they, they've given everybody a rank. So I'm a veteran, apparently, because I've done so many various things. I don't know what. A but veteran? I've been given the rank of veteran, which is, like, halfway up the scale. Um, but, like, you have to do things to kind of claim to the next rank. Just so you can see when somebody joins you or if somebody is a, you know, they can be like, I'm a, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know that they've been playing this a lot. Because at the moment it's like, do you play it a lot? Yeah, I play it quite a bit. And you don't know if they're actually any good. So if they're... Ah. Yeah. So you can be, but I'd, I wonder if there will be any gatekeeping in that in the future. If it's like, yeah, I need someone to join me, but you must be rank nine or 10 or something like that, which will be a little bit, which will happen. But those, I mean, if somebody says you must be a rank 11 or 10 or whatever, they're the people you just don't want to hang with because you, you know, they're going to be kind of sweaty, angry people. Um, but yeah, no, what they, so I'm playing through the campaign on legendary difficulty. Oh. I've gone from like a veteran on legendary. I know he's, who am I? And I win at fair games as well. Uh, what is going on today? I don't, I'm, I'm, where's my esports? Not again. Not again. Um, 
No, but I'm playing through that with Andinis, who is carrying the shit out of me. Of course. Well, actually, no, I think we work really well together. Because most of the most of the missions we've had, I've actually killed more people because I've been like focusing on the ads, and Andinis has been like doing more damage on the boss. And then once the ads are gone, I go and help with finishing the boss. And we've been doing like we've been working well together. And we've there was only like one part where we had to redo a few times, um, but we like changed things up. And he just presents a really tough challenge to the game. And we're doing this because if you finish the whole campaign on legendary difficulty, you get. Um, a set of armor that is quite a bit higher than the soft cap because it's all about getting the most numbers. And of course. Yeah, the highest numbers. And yeah, if you're getting quite a bit higher than the soft cap gives you like a huge boost going into the season. Um, and then you'll reach the, you know, the hard cap. And then there's the pinnacle cap, which is 10 points higher. So yeah, no, it just gives you a really good chance. And like I said, we're nearly halfway through playing the end. I'm just really, really enjoying it. The missions are varied. You're not quite sure if it's going to be the last mission or, you know, the last boss of the mission. It could end up going and, you know, there being two more. And, yeah, it's just... And it's just... Like, Destiny, one thing that Destiny do well are... They're called... Skyboxes? Yeah, Skyboxes. So just seeing everything in the background, like there was Callus, who is one of the big bosses in this. Uh, he was in a previous uh, expansion as well. In fact, the, the base game when it came out. And he's this really giant kind of slug kind of man. And he's got, he's hugely, you know, opulent. His ship is, and he like, it crashed into a, into a planet. And then you're like walking and you can see it in the distance of it, like crashed into the, into Neptune. And it's just, yeah, it's just stunning. And also the boss, the main boss looks so cool. Have you seen him? No. I think I showed you the witness. He's the one with kind of smoky jelly hair that's constantly going up and around. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that. It's just so cool. Um, and like, there's a huge fleet of... Yeah, I, mean, I could just go on and on about it. Um, but I will be streaming it and will hopefully finish it on stream tomorrow um, mm. with Andinis. And if anybody else wants to join and be our third to help carry me to the end and get that amazing armor, I will be very, very grateful. Nice. But, yeah, no, it's just... It's a very... Like, the game itself... I have always enjoyed the combat. Uh, I feel like the the guns, every gun feels completely different, and these ex and there are exotic guns as well that have got such a big variety to them, like such a wide variety to them. If you ever play something like Call of Duty or Apex or whatever like that, if you play, if you have like an exotic gun, it just feels like a slightly better version of all the other guns. But this one is like completely different. Like, you might have an exotic nice. that if you kill somebody with it, they explode. Or you've got a machine gun that as you shoot somebody, it, like, electrocutes everybody around them. You know, like, every... It just feel like they put a lot of thought into every weapon. And the actual... And playing it and shooting is just as clean as a first-person shooter you'd want. Um... So yeah, like it's in a very good position. I am loving the story, the characters. I mean, we are an LGBTQIA plus um, focused podcast. All of the Ark Striders. So the Ark Striders are these people that live for ten years, but they get these like superhero powers. And people have been complaining about the Marvel style dialogue because apparently having dialogue like in a Marvel film is bad, even though like three of those films are five of the biggest selling movies of all time. So apparently that's a bad thing, but. If you ever go to the Destiny subreddit, all you'll see is them moaning about absolutely it's everything. Like on Reddit, I've never ever. I, I'm I'm in a subreddit of quite a few games, 
And I've never seen one as miserable as the people in <laughs> Destiny. Like, it's like... Why are you playing this game? You obviously hate it. Don't become one of them. Oh, no. They just... What were they complaining about the other, earlier? They were complaining because the mod system... They dumbed down the mod system. Oh, sorry. You, they made it easier for people to understand what's going on. And because you spent... You know, because you obviously, you know, in your basement, you've learned how to do the... How to deal with every single mod. Just because you've managed to do that doesn't mean everybody else has. Not everyone has a basement, then. Okay, well... Their mother's bedroom. I don't know where they <laughs> sit and play their games all the time. Wow, the stereotyping. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, now those, yeah, people uh, complaining about that were just uh, a bit irritating. But like, no, for me, every, the story, yeah, so the Ark Striders, these people that live for 10 years with their superhero powers, all non-binary. And very much refer to them as that. And like, you could tell from the way that they are kind of just kind of a mix of all genders and they are they. And uh, yeah, just, I don't know, Des- the people that make Destiny seem to be really on the right page. The people that play it, not so much. Yes. Me included. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. But no, I think I am. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's in a good place at the moment. It's Destiny. It'll be interesting to see how they go forwards. I'm looking forward to finishing that campaign and then going and playing all the meaty uh, things that they have on offer. Wow. So we'll get your final thoughts next week. I hope so. Unless something, unless I'm that shit and I can't finish it, but... Yeah, you will. Nice. Um, well, to top off the Final Fantasy, I've been playing some Theat Rhythm as well, uh, Final Bar Line. Uh, and then as a competition to Final Fantasy, I've been playing Legend of Dragoon, mm. which is an old PS1 classic, um, which I've never been able to play before until now. Um, but I will definitely be playing both games in the next week, so we can oh. talk about them next time. Maybe we should play some Theat Rhythm next week. Thought as, Rhythm? As a quick look. Thought Rhythm. Let's play some thought rhythm. Yeah, we're gonna. So in future, we're gonna be doing two quick looks every week. Well, let's let's. Um, sorry. Pleasant. Uh, you, let's you, not hold ourselves to that, just in case. Three. We're gonna do three every week. No, we're gonna try because I mean, uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and do two each week. Um, but yeah, theater rhythm will definitely be up there. Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, we've got that planned. Uh, we've got the Midgar special of Power Wash soon. Yes, that's out tomorrow. We're... So we will have to play that next week as well. Okay, yeah, we'll do Let's that. Let's do Theater full Final Fantasy next week. Yeah, perfect. Oh, one of the um, one of the games that I did quite well at, I beat Luke Boogie at, was the the water shooting thing, and I was like, I played a lot of Power Wash. Do you really think that helped you? Yes. I mean, I beat Luke. Is that saying something? <gasps> Luke, if you're watching this, <laughs> you have permission to uh, break him. Anyway. Shall Let's, we see what people have been playing at home? Definitely. I'm really intrigued to see what, um, well, see what Yamino has been playing. What has Yamino been playing, Ed? Um, Yamino has been playing a ton of Cloud Meadow. But well, that sounds like a beautiful game. We've, oh, uh, what a nice game. It sounds like it would be something like Stardew or like Story of Seasons, that kind of sweet game. Um, well, apparently it's an NSFW game. Now, you have seen the trailer for this, because I sent it to you. Because I was intrigued when I saw Yamino comment about this, and I was like, Ed, have a look at the Steam page. I looked at a couple of the images, I was like, oh, Ed, look at this. And then there's you looked... There's a lot of sex. Then you... There's a lot of, like, sex with... At what point does it become kind of bestiality when it's, like, furries? Because it's like... If it's sex look, with a furry bestiality... There is absolutely no kink-shaming here. If you want to play that, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I quite enjoy that trailer. when so... it comes to bestiality. But it's like... It's furries. Yeah. Th- those furries had tails and like four legs. 
Oh, they were on four legs. Like, at what point is... Let's read what Yamano had to say about okay. it. Um, even without that part of it, though, uh, it's fun and a really solid game on its own. There's farming, combat, dungeon, crawling, relationships, shops, etc. It's like Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon, but with monsters you raise on your farm. Also, I'm told that I've never played either of those. Uh, they even have... A like if, but yeah, the monsters that you raise on your farm that you can fuck. They even have week-long events. Uh, done summer solstice already. Soon is a spooky one for their autumn season. It's still in early, in early access, so they are adding stuff with new regular updates and changing a few things here and there. But it's a pretty solid game. I bought it for my birthday, my own present to myself, and I've sunk 35 hours into it, and I've had it for, like, since the 23rd. So, yeah, week. not long. <laughs> that is impressive. And, yeah, I, like I said, no, no kink-shaming, as long as they, it is a person dressed as a monster and not an actual wolf it's do fan- not have sex with wolves people it's a fancy game man. bears yes <laughs> otters yes speak for yourself um i don't want sex with bears clues what's clues been playing two games this week um both of which are seven out of ten uh the Your first favorites. one is i love a seven out of ten uh, first is man eater um a solid seven out of ten you are a shark that has been affected by pollution and mutation. Your goal, eat everything. People, boats, other sharks, God. Gory, frantic, frenzied fun. Bruce Lee, be like shark, so be shark. <laughs> um, nice. I remember that coming out and thinking that looks... Terrible. Very frantic. As, very seven as out said. of ten. Um, and then we have Midnight Suns, which is also a solid seven out of ten. Um, plus two points for ridiculously toned butts. Um, I... Feel like I did notice that when I, I played it as well. When I played that, actually, uh, this game thoroughly confused me. It has all the trappings of a gacha free-to-play game. Gacha mechanics, weird action limiting systems, multiple currencies to further confuse you, plenty of cosmetics to earn via currency, but there is minimal microtransactions, none to game power. It's almost like this was initially designed as a free-to-play gacha game, but their conscience said no, and they listen. They don't have conscience. Um, that aside, it's a solid tactical game with a very Marvel-esque plotline. Not deserving of the raving reviews you see everywhere, but still enjoyable. Also, really, superhero butts. Um, I've enjoyed what I've played. We'll talk about it maybe next week or the week after, but because um, I want to play more of it. I sort of haven't encountered too much of that stuff, but I haven't played it a huge amount. Um, I like I like the, the tactical gameplay, though. I, I have no interest in Marvel whatsoever, so the story Same. is way over my head. But I'll appreciate the butts, and I, I like the tactical combat. You it's like sort I can appreciate it, but... Yeah. Um, Speaking of Cloud Striders in Destiny, massive bulge. But I think it's like their armour plating that... It's an armour plating that looks a little bit like a corset, but it has like a really straight thing down that looks like a huge bulge. Well, speaking of bulges, there is a new skin in Call of Duty for, I think, Husky, I think is the character's name. Um... And it's a new skin, and he's got bulging muscles and thick thighs and a massive bulge that is very clearly shaped. Yeah, that was... Thank you, Activision. Yeah. Uh, Clues also says Destiny, but then I'll cover that for a while while I play through my third uh, playthrough of the start. Enjoy, enjoy. Uh, Capt has been playing a lot of No Man's Sky on Game Pass since the Fractal update just dropped, and it has uh, come leaps and bounds since 2016 launch. It's 100% more user-friendly and beginner-friendly. Uh, also, each month has a community challenge, which really feels like a community effort this month's is Utopia, which is building in four planets, each with varying difficulty and requirements when completed. Uh, it unlocks lots of fun and useful things to use in your main game. A comma. Plus, who doesn't like owning their own mech to roam around in? 
You're going to be playing some of that, aren't you? <laughs> or you were thinking about it? I was. Uh, that was tomorrow's stream, but Destiny takes over. Destiny's too good, apparently. Yeah, but no, uh, No Man's Sky is definitely something I will be streaming at some point soon. I've been obsessed. With that. It's been my thing to kind of watch this week because with the Fractal update, they've been uh, doing quite a few Twitch drops. So like, when I do finally log in, I'm going to have shitloads of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching like your Silas and a few other people that have been playing um, No Man's Sky and really like being... Oh, this looks incredible. I kind of want to play it. Mm. I just love the idea of being able to just land on, just go to random solar systems in the game and just land on any planet wherever you want. And there'll be like wildlife there, potentially rivers. And like you can go into the rivers and see kind of coral and fish swimming around. And it's like just how on earth it still blows my mind that that's even possible. It's a clever game. Mm. It's a clever and game. I don't want to know how they do it. I just want to, I just, I just want, want to be amazed. It. Yeah. Um, Liz has been playing Overcooked 2, a classic. Everyone knows it, and mostly everyone loves it. A true test of relationships of all kinds, fun to boot. We're not playing it. No, we will not be playing that. Um, Squiggle Drop on Apple Arcade. This is a really fun solve the puzzle by drawing a shape game. It's tricky to begin with, and then really ramps up. A great time killer. I love a squiggle drop. That's yeah, that sounds had. great. You should, you should download that. I've had too many anchovies and oil. Oh, yeah. Um, and then lastly, Bacon. Not the food. A really stupid ad-supported game where you hold a frying pan and eat a flip a piece of bacon onto a random object. <laughs> From pancakes to your own face stuck on Marilyn Monroe. We huh. should totally play that. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if this counts, but I like gamified learning and have started coding using the Mimo app. It's Duolingo for coding. Mm. That sounds interesting. I did a coding course on uh, for Java or JavaScript, one of the two, and... Just got me really angry and frustrated. I passed it, so but I was... don't do that. Yeah. Coding is frustrating. I remember doing something, and it's like, you've got 90... At the end of it, it's like, you've got 19 errors. So I went through and collect, corrected the 19 errors. And then it was like, you've got 109 errors. Because then it had kind of opened the rest... It allowed it to read the rest of what I'd written. Okay. Eventually I got there, but... Because it was like the same thing just 50 times. At, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Shocking. If I put a space after a comma or whatever, and I shouldn't have done it, it's like, coding is frustrating. Yeah, it's not for me. Very stressful. And then lastly, Gemma. Liz and I finished the main story levels of Overcooked 2. I know, she told us. <laughs> um, and it was so great. I've played it lots, but never finished it before, and I really loved it. It's so cute. Just the right amount of challenging, and we actually got good at some of the levels. Uh, Kevin and his steamed buns are not it, though. Why would you steam a small, beautiful, sweet bun? We're not having this conversation again. Ed and I have had a conversation about what the difference between a bun and a... What were you calling them? A bap. Well, I call them a... What do I call them? Buns. A roll. Well, you called them baps and I called them a roll. Yeah. Because in Burger, you, you put burgers in a bap. No, it's a bun. No, a bun is what is a small, like, little mini cake. That's no, a that's, bun. That's a cake. Because no, it's a mini cake. That's it's a, a fairy bun. cake. A cake? Cakes are big. If yeah, I said, can I have a cake, a... please? And they gave me something like this, I'd be like, no, take it back. I want a cake cake. That's a bun. No, that's a fairy cake. You make bun. Buns are small little things. It's a fairy cake. I, we don't have fairy cakes it's up a cake north. For fairies. Exactly. We don't have fairies up north. We have proper people that eat buns. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, um, Gemma also says, we, op- we opted to share an Apple Arcade membership, the joys of sharing an address with someone. And I'm looking forward to playing many more mobile games in the future. Please. It sounds like Liz has some great options for you, Gemma. Please play What the Golf. Yes. What the Golf is probably, is easily the best game on Apple Arcade that I've played. That's high praise. Yeah, I was about to say, it probably isn't the best because I'm sure there's some other ones on there that are great, but it's, it is phenomenal. It, you'll be laughing. If you're sat near somebody while you're playing What the Golf, you can attest to this. Most of the time I'm like, look at this, isn't this hilarious? Look at this, how funny is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, is there anything urgently pressing in the news that we can talk about? Um, well, I haven't prepared anything because I wasn't planning news, this. News, 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 um, news, news, But I can definitely look through the website yeah. to see what's happened. Tell us. Um, there's a couple of things, but I'll get to them when I remember them. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is getting a photo mode. Oh, great. So I should play that. Yes, you should. Yeah. But that game is beautiful and deserves a photo mode. It so I am very happy that that's coming. Um, Just Dance and Gran Turismo are going to be at the Olympics. I thought you said it was a crossover. I was like, this is amazing. Just dancing no. and getting mowed down by cars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They're going to be at the Olympics. Why? Because uh, the Olympics are trying to get into esports. Um, and they've chosen those two games. I'm so that's fun. fun. That would be great to watch. I, I'm, I'm really disappointed it's not crossover, though. Would you drive people around a track or would you dance with a car? Dri- I'm driving you to your dance lesson. <laughs> and then you have to get out and dance in the street. Like a triathlon. Oh my God, a triathlon. Gran Turismo, Just Dance, and then Call of Duty. <laughs> um, we should probably touch on, as we've talked about Final Fantasy sixteen. we should probably talk about Yoshida and the use of JRPG as a term. Don't use um, that slow. Don't joke, Ben. Um, so he was interviewed by different places as part of this sort of round of previews, um, including Skill Up, and they asked him about sort of JRPGs and action games, and he was really quite uncomfortable about the use of the word JRPG. And essentially, his argument is, is, is saying that, you know, in Japan they don't make JRPGs because they just make RPGs. Um, and it's a term that Westerners use to differentiate between you know, those games in Japan and the games that we sort of typically think of as JRPGs. It's like um, in Italy, do they say, I'm going to the Italian restaurant or do they say, I'm going to the restaurant? Well, the analogy I was thinking of is more like K-pop. Like in Korea, I don't think they call it K-pop, it's just pop. What's it called here? K-pop. Because B-pop. We, because, because Westerners decided to call it Korean pop just because it's from Korea. Um, and I feel like JRPG has been given that sense as well. Um, oh, Britpop was the thing though. That was. It was a bit different. Um, Obviously it was different. It was in British. It wasn't Korean. Well, there you go. Um, So Yoshida was saying that it appeared in Japan around 15 years ago and people found it quite derogatory um, because they were like, well, why are we being pushed into this niche of Mm. of JRPGs? Like, we're just creating RPGs. Um, And, you know, there is a certain, certain kind of style of what people think of as a JRPG. And that actually is very much what they are trying to move away from in 16. Um, as, as I was saying earlier, I think they feel like the Final Fantasy series has become this niche, which is JRPGs, and they're trying to push out of that a little bit. Um, so he, um, he did say um, it wasn't a compliment to a lot of developers in Japan. We understand that recently JRPG has better connotations and it's being used as a positive 
but we still remember the time when it was used as a negative. So I think he's sort of reconsidering it. Um, but yes, it seems like the term JRPG is maybe not one that we should be using anymore, um, which completely makes sense. Like, I feel like it's the that people context. that are like the anime avatar people that are like, I love everything Japan. And it's like, no, it's just an RPG made in Japan. Can we be made anywhere. If it's good, it's good. I mean, some people have argued that JRPG isn't just that it's made in Japan, but it's a specific style of game in terms of often having turn-based combat um, and a certain kind of, just certain hallmarks of that genre. Yeah. And there are Westerners that might make a game in that Chained style. Chained Echoes. Chained Echoes I was going to bring up, which is very much a JRPG, of what you would think of as a JRPG. Um, but they've only just added but Japanese it, it was not language. made in Japan. It was made by someone in Germany, I think. It's um, because some, they, I just saw recently they added a patch that added Japanese language support and people were like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm like, but like the people that were saying thank you were not Japanese. They just wanted to play it in Japanese because it had the Japan JRPG effect. Because, yeah, it's that JRPG thing. It feels authentic in that yeah. sense, even though it's not authentic to the developer. But also, yeah, um, like how, how would they understand it, actually? Because it's mainly text, isn't it? Yeah. Weird. Um, so, you know, I think there, there are different understandings of the term JRPG, but it feels like that is very much evolving and um, people might want to reconsider using that term. Yeah. All right. Um, no, 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 no. Um, there is one other big bit of news. Do you remember it? I do. I'm just checking if there's anything Legend else. Legend Dragoon got an update. And it did. It's it. very important um, because it's now no longer broken. Spoken's getting DLC. That apparently was actually announced a while ago. I just had forgotten. But you say that Luminous Productions is now forming part of Square Enix, and that basically means we ain't getting a full Spoken Two. And I doubt the Luminous engine will ever be used again. And I'm sure those people will now be sprinkled off into other projects, and they'll forget that that ever existed. Fine. I mean, um, I enjoyed playing it, but I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. The other big thing is that they have released a tunic fox plushie, and I want one. Um, no, the other big thing is Elden Ring DLC is on the way. Did you see, before we move on to this stuff that you can rant on about, um, Final Fantasy Sixteen is getting a demo two weeks before. It is. Um, and it's two weeks before because they want to keep the momentum going into release. Totally fine. Um, but yeah, if you want to play it, there'll be a demo. Do we know uh, what's out in June. Do we so know what the demo's be... going to be? Is it going to be like the opening part? No idea. Because I don't probably be a different part, I imagine. I don't want to play that then. But Square Enix, well, it, if it is literally here's the opening section that you can play. Yeah, and then continue. And then it continues because that's what they keep doing in a lot of their games. I love so maybe those. they're doing that. I again. love that with Octopath. Yeah, that made me buy the game, and then I didn't continue with it. <laughs> Great. Um, no, there is an expansion DLC for Elden Ring, um, which is called Shadow of the Erd Tree. And they literally just dropped this on Twitter um, with no explanation. There's some artwork, which is a blonde figure uh, riding torrent in a sort of field of wheat with loads of ghostly apparitions and, and uh, grave ghost gravestones. And then there is a tree in the background that's corrupt with sort of gold pouring out of it. And immediately everyone is trying to work out what the hell this means. Um, and everyone's probably wrong. Um, but I also did it as well. I think... What most people seem to agree on is that the character uh, on the on Torrent is Mikola, who is Nicholas Mikola, okay, who is Melania's twin brother. Uh, Melania is the super hard boss with the long red hair, 
Um, and she has a twin brother called Mikola, but Mikola isn't really seen very much in the game, but has lore around him. And people have long suspected, well, surely they'll expand on that story in DLC. And it seems like now they are. Um, people have likened this figure to Mikola. Um, and he has a whole story around sort of dreams and and slumbering, and he wants to save his sister. And people are suspecting that this DLC might take place in like an alternate dream world that maybe you have to enter Mikola's dream to understand it. Um, How many so, lore yeah. videos did you watch to understand that? A couple. Um, because who understands the story of Elden Ring from playing I mean, it? You just go on and kill all the NPCs, then you don't need to bother with a story. All that. Um, so yeah, I imagine it will have lots of fun bosses and it will be very, very difficult. But I look forward to playing it. We don't know when it's out yet. They've just said it's in development. So it could be months and months and months away. Um, and get back into it. I think watching you play it might make me want to get back into it again. Because I've no idea where I am. I just need to get the thing where I can do my reset. Because I've I've put some points in certain things that I don't really need to put points in. So going and getting one of those things that can reset and then... Because I'm, ha- I'm very happy playing as Vanguard, I think it is. Okay. Uh, you know, Sword and Shield, I enjoy playing that. It's very powerful and I do enjoy a good parry. Um, and I didn't... I don't feel like I'm too bad at it. So just... Yeah, great, but kind of make it a little bit more efficient, and then maybe I can go to Kalith because apparently can, that's where I need to go. We can certainly help you with that, Ben. Please do. Damn, I love a carry. And that was the headlines. Oh, well, the headlines. Well, thank you very, very much for watching this. If you have watched it all the way to the end or listened to the end, thank you so much for putting up with us. Please give us a follow, subscribe. You know. A like, a ring like, the bell, leave, leave us a, bell, a nice leave comment. Leave us a comment. Yeah, leave a comment. Because if you leave comments, um, I think YouTube see that as, oh, engagement. This video should be pushed to other people. Um, and so we need to work the system because the system is, you know, not in our favour. It's not in anyone's favour. No, sadly. So we have to work it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Ed Nightingale, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. Hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at BiggestBennis1 and at Twitch BiggestBennis. And you can't find me on Instagram because I've been banned. Uh, my, what did you do? Yeah, my Facebook got hacked a while ago and then they found out, yep, it was hacked and they reinstated it. But I think they left some things on it, like some restrictions. And then Instagram, for some reason, a month later went, hmm, you're banned. And I'm like, what? what wait, what? But uh, I've got a contact who I've emailed. Um, I mean, they've literally confirmed to me that they know that it was hacked. So surely that will be proof enough, but you know what it's like. And I'll just keep badgering the person because it's very, very frustrating. Shocking. Yeah. Well, thank you all very much for listening and, uh, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Sorry for his drunkenness. He'll be sober next time. That's what you think. Uh, but yeah, go to swappingjoysticks.com, get all your, uh, joystick swapping needs there. And, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this or watching this, you probably already know where to find us. (laughs) So, What are we doing? Uh, But yeah. See you all next time. Keep swapping.